fast, man. Let me tell you my story, man. Last year, I was insane for this crazy little eighth grade bitch. Okay. Crazy, insane? Insane? Crazy? I was nuts for the woman, man. Now, you got to believe me. I'm saying, I'm telling the truth here. I'm speaking to you. I mean, I was nuts for the girl. And what did to me was these big titties she had. For a 13-year-old girl, man. <laughs> she wouldn't have to worry about no titties for the rest of her life, boy. You know, she was set and she was looking good, son. That's the truth, baby. I called every night for like a month. I mean, I'm talking devotion, man. Every damn night? Every night, Mitch. I ain't playing with you. On the telephone? This boy talking about on the telephone, man. Explain it what to him. What the hell? we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I do here? But he hung up on her. Oh, you didn't hang up on her. The chick with those big, big titties? Man, I hung up on the bitch. Man, you know, now here's the camper. You know what the bitch did to me? Lay it on. Check this shit out. Listen to what she did to me. She need you in the nuts and called him faggot in front of everybody. No, she did what? Bitch need your nuts? Bitch need my nuts, bitch. I'm not playing with you. In the family jewel? In the family jewel, man. Worst pain there is. Broke my heart in two. Broke more than your heart. Yeah, man, you don't like me, baby. You can forget that other one. You got this fine jewel sitting right over here, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's the clean two. Oh, Mr. Kids were unbelievable. Oh, man, I love titties. Yeah. This is a birthday party, right? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah, hey buddy, we're back. We're back in action. Back in action. Let me just let me just kind of tell y'all what's happening here. We got Will Abbott. Yep, as here. we usually present. do. Present. We got Mike Benson in attendance, mm, the polarizing right. figure himself, <laughs> and we've got the River Horse <laughs> special guest, River Horse. Hello from Texas. <laughs> Hashtag most dangerous ass wow, that must in be Charleston. Shit. He does have the most dangerous ass in Charleston. We'll get to that later. Yeah. There's more to the story. There's more to the story. If not, that's a really weird story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just it. That's it. Yeah. No, it's, it's quite literally that's exactly what it thing. sounds like. There's yeah. no more details. So. Hello. All right. <laughs> Hello. There's more to that later. Too. What was that? What was that intro from? Uh, uh, you, you'll hear it later. It's from Cuba. Uh, a little soundbite from Baron Boyette. What but anyway, who? What? Who? What this? She don't know who's this. Who's who's this? Anyway, I don't know who that is. 
It feels good to be back. It's been like over a month. It's been too long. That's just how it works these days. I guess we're doing them once a month or five weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just we're all been traveling, and it's it's tis the season, Paul. You know, people got what's, things going on. What's the season? The traveling season. You know, everybody's living just, season. Living, living, living yeah, guys, guys. I'm a little shy this morning because <laughs> you know it's not funny. <laughs> Come on. When I woke up this morning, I saw Paul step out of the shower. I'm he still processing. <laughs> he got a body shot. I just, uh, so if I'm a little quiet, <laughs> I'm getting back with the program. We get it. And then he wanted me to lay down. He drank his orange juice off my chest. Hashtag glistening wet. A little belly button yeah. shooter for breakfast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that her. was my Father's Day meal. That's <laughs> I started the day. Some Paul Bucket breast milks. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what's going to happen from here. Well, River Horse, since you're on the mic, let's just go ahead and let the people know who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about, just give us a little quick little intro, and we'll dive in deeper as we get going here. But we're happy to have you here. It's a good spice up the show a little bit. Right I'm going to let you talk, but first, <laughs> but I want to talk about some more talking. Hold on. Hold on. I want to keep going. Now, before you talk, when I stop talking... Let me talk. <laughs> well, could you close the shower curtain for a week? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. Yeah, I didn't like oh. a lot of steam coming in from the shower, so uh, just leave the door open. I lived with him for two years. I, I avoided body shot. I don't think I ever had to see a naked po- pookie bear. I am condensating right now. I'm a little sweaty. Well, that's normal. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> it is kind of warm in here. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just, a, just a native Texas boy born and raised in Austin, and Grew up fishing and playing the guitar and found my way to the surf world. So I started surfing all over the world and got some jobs writing with magazines. Is that the fan club? That's my mom. That's his mom. (laughs) She was wondering if you surfed in Nashville, I think. (laughs) I I did not. Surfed around the world for a long time, wrote adventure stories and did guitar stuff. And fly fishing kind of took over everything. So how else would I have landed in Charleston? Near, that is true. Waking up near Paul's shower. <laughs> Good place to wake up. And you're gonna you're gonna meet the father in law tonight, old Keith, Sarah's oh, dad. The mustache himself. There he is. Did you guys yeah. hear what happened? I have to sleep on the couch with a dog tonight. Oh. I got kicked out of the second bedroom. He got booted. <laughs> well, the mustache. You're mesmerizing. Everything you say, I like listen to you. I listened to more what you said today than I've listened to Paul in a year. Oh, yeah. Just like everything. Other than that, it's been an incredible venture here. We have drawn some blood and done some damage. I do have the fishing report from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we went. <laughs> <laughs> we went out with Lawson. <laughs> Law dog took us out. Uh, <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even see a fish to cast at. <laughs> so. uh, Hello? <laughs> so about two hours after not seeing anything yesterday. <laughs> after about two hours of not seeing anything yesterday. Yeah. He, he just had to get out of the boat and just walk a flat. It kind of feel like he's fishing. We didn't yeah. see shit yesterday, man. Dude, that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, but how often have you gone out in a boat with a pretty good tide and not seen a single thing? After you flew all the way from More than you'd think, but no, it's, you know, normally you see something. But. Well, well, you kind of do kind of have that feeling because you'll go out and fish and you're like, uh, how'd you do yesterday? And you'll be like, dude, I saw like eight fish, got into two, and they're like, dude, let's go tomorrow. 
Hold on now. <laughs> Check yeah. the weather. Yeah, yeah see what's going on. But if I go wade fishing, sometimes I'm used to not seeing a single fish. Well, because you're limited in range. Yeah, we covered yeah. like six spots, mm. and the, it was super windy. The tide didn't quite get up, you know, where it needed to, but still, the water. Yeah. There were some pockets that looked amazing. Come on, man! The only red fish I saw Come was on, on a flood tide T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Well, well, I'll be out there today. Uh, we'll see if we can redeem it. We are going to. I mean, I won't be with y'all, but. Uh. <laughs> we are going to do it. So, River Horse brought this fart machine as yeah. a gift to the office. Typical River Horse machine. Who does he not give a fart machine to? Exactly. So, we knew Will would come in this morning. We just kind of, <laughs> when he pulled up, we put it in his, in his desk drawer, the bottom left one. Has a little bit more base down there. It's one of the double drawers. You know the bottom left one. Yeah, yeah the bottom left that door. One, Everybody knows that door. Well, that one. So we casually let Will kind of get comfortable for five or ten minutes. So we just started. And it, it, the most amazing thing is I hit I hit the button the first time, and Will goes, "What was it?" I, we were like, "What was that?" And he goes, "Oh, dude, it must be my app, this app that Wilson put on my phone." He goes, and literally he pulled up this app, and it says "fart machine" on the side. <laughs> so we got comfortable with the idea. Yeah, it has to be that. Yeah, it's you know, just taking over your phone. Yeah, then a couple <laughs> minutes later, we rocked it again. He goes, God, I don't know why it's doing that, man. <laughs> and it took, it took a while to kind of settle in that it, it was coming. Oh, from there's a, video evidence. There, there, there is. is. River, River Horse showed me the video. Can we post that video? It's like 50 yeah, seconds do, do whatever you want to do. Website, sure we can. Or? Yeah, we've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a Facebook page. We can make Let's that. Let's do that. It's going to win a Sundance Award, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> It needs to be. We have to transfer it to black and white. Put some weird music behind it. But yeah, yeah do I don't think so. <laughs> Mom, just just let it go. Just it's gonna it go. happen. Just gotta let it go. So, River Horse family name. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that a family name? It's my name. It's your name. <laughs> Love it. Best answer ever. Yeah. So, I'm the first and probably the last. Unfortunately, we had a guy walk just can't up. tame beauty. We had a, did you, did he, you grab my... Don't pinch that. <laughs> so this this animal he has behind his hat here, this uh, growing out of the hat, Yeah, oh, I got to see it last night. It is just... It's like three feet of so just... So y'all did a lot of show me your show me <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, right? It's three feet of just yeah. spirit animal that just comes out. Paul, Paul's been talking about my long locks since I got here. That, that's, I mean, that man bun turns into about three feet of... Something. Just saying. A warrior locks the quaff. Well, last night when he said he's going to take a shower, I didn't peek in there like you might think I would. But he did mention he brought I his own blow dryer. Pro. I saw that. Pro. <laughs> 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 On a selfie stick, he's coming up over the shower. <laughs> he this, said he, uh, this lock's a little tricky, so I kind of leave it ajar. <laughs> Check out this loofah. <laughs> That's right. So he does travel with a, a hair blow dryer. Mm-hmm. Just so you all know. Well, if you got that much hair, you need a blow no, dryer. You, 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 you need it. Yeah. Not only do you need it, you probably want it. I'm jealous. I can't grow like, and you can't either, because you got hair like mine. Like I can't, I couldn't grow long yeah. hair if I wanted to. I tried in college. Mine just starts kind of go, growing back up. Yeah, I could pick mine out into a fro, like a literal white boy fro. But it, and I that would be for, amazing. I grew up for two years, and I could not like I could grab my bangs and pull into my Adam's apple, but I, I like if, if I it grew, wouldn't lay down and like be pretty and wavy and like let me flip it around, you know. If like, I grew my hair out, <laughs> I would look like one of those guys from like a famous seventies band that has never recut his hair, it's just like about <laughs> the shoulder, and it's just really thin in the front, it but it's really, still there, and it doesn't know where to grow. Yeah, they kind of don't know. where to grow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of all the different directions. How do we? Make you lose a bet where you have to grow your hair out for two years. How do we make that now happen? His, his hair grows up. 
Yeah, it grows up, but it, grow, it grows out technically. It, grows it out. does grow out, but now, I know, dude, man. The other problem with that is like I got thick hair, so like not only is it mm. not only is it really annoying and he can't really do much with it, but on top of that, it's heavy. Man, like, let I mean, me show you what you can do heavy. with thin hair. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I remember when I cut it off, I shaved it. Like I literally just went all the way down to the scalp with it, just buzzed it. And I, I, it felt like I lost like 10 pounds just on my head. Like, it was ridiculous. I don't want to grow it out anymore. I have no desire for long locks anymore. So how long did it take to get that uh, that mane of yours? Mm, I've had it since high school, so I don't know, man. Just maintained gotcha. it at that level? Always yeah, maintained it at that? long. Can't believe it's not better. You didn't You didn't go quite <laughs> Crystal Gale. Now, I have a... I have a uh, <laughs> no, this is no shit. I have a cousin that has grown his hair out like that the whole time. It's not three feet long. His name's Alec. Alec lives up in the mountains, Tennessee, totally off the grid. He does not pay income tax. His mom pays all his land. He just ruined it for him. All of his, yeah. <laughs> no last name. All of his, all of his, all of his lands in his mom's name, stuff like that. Well, he went to a bar. He, he liked to go to a bar every once in a while, have a couple of drinks. Well, he got in a um, little bit of a discussion with two women that they didn't take too kindly to him, not taking too kindly to them, and they cut his ponytail off. Without him knowing At the bar At the bar He didn't know till the next oh morning Oh my god And then they told him And then he proceeded to sue them In small claims court Holy smokes uh, I don't know if he won But What if someone did that to you River Horse We're not gonna talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Seriously man Yeah what if you got real drunk And just woke up without your hair Not even like a good haircut yeah, but like, like a Like at an angle Butcher job That somebody did with scissors In a bar It'd almost be better Than what I saw Paul this morning <laughs> <laughs> Good lord <laughs> I just I, I knew it wasn't Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I guess if someone tried to cut my hair in retaliation I'd just give it Go ahead <laughs> Yeah, right, let's just let it happen Those are the wrong glitter stockings <laughs> Golly So Will, what were you talking about boat ramps earlier this morning? Uh, I just asked Mike If uh, boat ramps in Charleston are Notoriously known as gay hangouts Like they are in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia I, I've never seen any, I've never seen anybody you know doing the deed at a boat ramp. Why well, neither? Not I've here. always heard the stories and like on President Street boat ramp they had to cut down trees in order <laughs> to keep people from. And I don't think out west this is a thing either. I don't think so. Why boat ramps? Yeah. Can you go and have heterosexual? I tried uh, to have the boat ramp. I literally tried to have um, like a, a little so. sexy session one time when I was in high school at a boat <laughs> ramp, and I thought like this boat ramp had like lots of parking and some of it was way in the back away from uh-huh. the lots, you know. And so I thought I could park back and get away with it. Didn't. No, a cop came by within like 10 minutes of us getting started. And Maybe it's like, a thing up there. Maybe, Maybe that's the deal. Well, Maybe that's the yeah. deal. What are you going to do? What if he was one of those cops like checking you out? Like He might have been. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? So this is a cop car. It killed the mood. No, that's a different kind of polling skiff. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You know, well, the open carry law we have, I don't think that would fly too long down there. <laughs> no, no. So, you, so yesterday there. we're on Lawson's boat. Oh, no. I'm on the front mm. looking back towards Lawson. He's in the middle facing me, kind of hanging around by the steering wheel. We're having a good time fishing for no fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where there's a lot of conversation. Oh, yeah. Paul yeah. and Lawson have really perfected this sunset cruise thing. They just take mm-hmm. you out in the evenings. Just mm-hmm. ride around. Just have a couple beers, conversation. Which is not home. a bad thing. You know? It's too cloudy for it's sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so here comes law. 
So I start hearing this like oyster, like a boat on an oyster bed crunching sound, mm-hmm. and you just hear Lawson going, "Hey, hey, get, get up!" And and I'm and he and I are still kind of face to face. We're horse and I are just kind of talking. Like, what's he talking? What's he? And Lawson going, "Just get off! Just come on! You're, it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, get!" And he just, <laughs> and all of a sudden we realize Lawson is like tippy toeing, and the thing on the uh, polling platform, the little deck. He's kind of balancing on it in the engine. The cowling. Were you leaning against the trim on the motor? I sat on it. That's, uh, that's what turned out to happen. It was the jack plate. The jack oh, plate the jack plate, plate up. came up and yeah. just crushed it. Yeah. Oh God! So that's what that that killed our happiness yesterday for about oh. ten minutes. <laughs> Everyone was just kind of in a doldrum state. Hashtag new cowling. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Hashtag what? most dangerous ass in Charleston. That's it. That's where yeah. that comes from. I got you. Gotcha. Hashtag forgiveness. Yeah, you got to watch what you lean on. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Granddaddy. <laughs> Hashtag Lawson brownie face. <laughs> so anyway, Lawson's getting it fixed, and everything's going to be okay. Oh, that's that still hurts. <laughs> it was the most crunchiest sound, though. Like because it, it's fiberglass getting well, we, I just destroyed. I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I thought the engine was at like going it down. Like, the, it didn't, at least it didn't start like peeling his platform off the deck. That would have been even worse. Dude, I just <laughs> I just threw out a fly fishing after dark F word. Oh, hmm. That's the first one. Hashtag what? Hashtag F word. Oh, like the actual F word? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I Yeah, I listened to the last episode. I threw a lot of those out there. <laughs> Well, you know, Doug, it happens. Doug's head would have exploded if that happened on his That's back. what I said to Lawson. I go, well, I guess it's not Doug because we would have been gone. Like, oh. We would have been heading back to the, oh. the dock. Nah, he would have been cool. He would have just sat there and got real depressed and stopped talking to everybody for a bit. I was literally shocked. <laughs> I know you were, Doug. God. Doug, we miss you. So, uh, I feel like so y'all saw you. no fish after that instant? Not even before or after. Y'all didn't like see one from a distance or like we, suspect we saw, that there was one? You saw the one that was maybe rolling in that creek. No, that didn't count. A mullet? You said it was a redfish. Did y'all see someone telling someone about catching a fish or something? <laughs> you know, like. We saw. Everyone we talked to at the ramp didn't see a single fish either. I saw my buddy uh, Matt Cope. He got one yesterday. Him and, uh, him and old. Uh, Lady. Huh? Lady Ellington. Yeah, Lady, Lady Ellington, Ellington and Bridger was on there too. That was Elbridge in the background. I don't think, we've, been, like I don't think we've ever made that nickname public, but uh, oh, Lawson has on okay. Instagram, I believe. But yeah, I th- but, they, but even there's like they're showing like a picture. Of, it was you know a nice little redfish, but then like in the background you can see just the water is just you know how it gets those weird foam lines when the oh, yeah. wind like that's what yeah. it looks like it should be like just it looked I was like oh that just looks. Even with the fish in the picture, you're like, I, I'm, I don't really want to be there. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not upset that I missed that tide. Look, it blew that dead redfish up on the flast. I fished all morning, and man, by the time I got off the water at like 11, it was, I mean, it was honking. I mean, it was honking. Honking. Yeah, dude, I didn't, I was up north where y'all were fishing, and I came back from like Price's Inlet. It was nasty. I mean, just, it was coming right up the pipe. It was bad. Not good. Well, we're going to all go today. Are you going to get out or not? Probably not. I'm probably not going to be um, back in time. Tide's really big in Beaufort. It's I mean, big like, here, too. Really big. Well, it's 6'1 today. It won't be that bad. It's supposed to be like a 6'6, six, six, I thought. Oh, was it running a foot and a half? It trend this morning? It was trending dead on this morning. Where are you looking at? Uh, Noah. Uh, that's where I looked this morning. Well, right. we're, not, we're gonna. I love how y'all thought these numbers are like 6'1, 960. Like, there's, y'all have minimal changes compared to. Uh, well, yeah, you it got rel- like eight foot. Relatively speaking, it's the same with you. I mean, your tides change like ours do, but no, but I mean, it's like, it's like six two, and you're like, 
Six three, not at all. Six four. Oh my god, there's so much water. No, here it's like a five nine. No, six zero is good. What's it like that with you? Um, what's your breaking point? It's seven and a half to just basically say some water got on a flat. Then you're gonna need at least like seven eight seven. So are you the equivalent of like living up by the Wando? Because that's what it's like on the Wando. I don't it's, know what it's, it's like. It's only on running point three high right now, man. It's almost dead on. And what are your big like? What's a big tide for you guys in Houston? Uh, a couple of three. Yeah, feet. it came up. Not it much. came. This is the harbor, but it came up a little. So shy. like equivalent today. Yeah, there's if right. it's a seven five, yeah. just to call it a flat. It's like a nine it's, seven. It's running the path okay. right now. So yours just multiplies on. Oh, yours is totally different. Totally different. So in Houston. Do y'all ever have like a fisher like a fishing time like in the fall where the tides get massive where the fish do get into new areas? We have some cool stuff in October that floods up a little bit with the moons, but for the most part, I mean a lot of it that tide is wind driven too, and they just want that water moving. And then in you know in Texas we actually see fish when we go <laughs> and we catch them. Well, you guys don't need you guys don't need the massive tides in order to see tailing fish. Your fish tail. Even at low tide, right? Like they're yeah. they're digging and stuff. Okay, and Animal Services is here. <laughs> <laughs> cat. Are they coming? After I think they called the cat, Lawson. <laughs> oh my god! Look at this guy. Oh, is that a guy? No, that's no. A, that's a woman. It what is, is going on? Cat. I think it used to be one of the two. Where's the cat? Looks like Sean Penn. And- <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like Sean Penn if he killed a cat and then wore it as a wig. <laughs> that is so random that there's an animal service person here parking. Hey, did y'all hear they're filming a Sean Penn movie? What's Baron's spirit animal? <laughs> you ever wonder about That's that? That's a good question. Didn't what? we decide it's a giraffe? We did. <laughs> we did. I guess we shouldn't go into detail on that story, but the point is, didn't he have a girl whisper in his ear, what's your spirit animal? <laughs> And we decided it's impossible to come up. Like, what, what's your spirit animal, Michael? Like if I know. <laughs> I've never heard of that animal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, what would be my spirit animal? I'm trying to think. I never thought about that. Like, that's not something I... There's just not a good answer to that. Yeah. Like, because you're either going to sound like a pretentious asshole if you choose something like a wolf or like a cheetah or something. Or you sound... I, I see you as neither. Or you say, Yeah, exactly. I, I was just throwing animals out there. Or or you just come up with something really stupid, like an aardvark or something. I mean, like what? Do I you, like that. How though. do you how do you answer that question? I don't get it. Will, what's yours? My spirit animal. Well, okay, I didn't know we were going around with spirit animals, but uh, <laughs> I'd say something that eludes Sean Penn. <laughs> maybe like a um, maybe like a, a borcoon. A big old borcoon. A borcoon or a um, or is that like a Thomas cat, old Tom cat. Yeah. Thomas Cat. Old Thomas River Cat. horse, did you ever decide what yours is? There's a horse in the river, right? I'd be, be a seagull. You guys are just so... <laughs> See, so wait, man or woman? I like seagull. seagull. I think that might be a man. No, Lawson, what's yours? T- it's, that's a woman. Holy hell. Her, that, that hairdo is solid. Oh. Lawson, which I feel like someone weird yours? pulls the up at every... The package is, is definitely a weird thing going on. There they go. Um, Yesterday, I kind of came up with... Fourteen point road turn, possibly like a frigate, frigate bird. I like an old frigate bird. That's a fish finding bird too. That's nice. Lawson, what's yours, buddy? (laughs) Jesus. Spirit animal. Spirit animal, Lawson. Yours would be more like an artistic mule. An artistic mule. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get let's get stupid here. We got not a donkey, not a donkey. We got a long way to go to fit in a small pet little small bag here. Breed between a donkey and a horse. That's right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk more with River Horse about his history, what he does, uh, what he likes to do. We're gonna talk about Cuba. Mm-hmm. We might even prank a fly shop out in Montana. Mm-hmm. River Horse is uh, is hauling that one. 
We're going to do some social media theater. What? Oh, yeah. It's back? Oh, yeah. The yeah. Oh, I can't uh-huh. wait. And they're good. <laughs> uh, talk about Mike's recent Buffalo trip. Uh, might even do some bathroom reading talk. You know, I've gotten a couple of letters about how good Mike's Buffalo stories are. So I know, I know there's a couple of listeners that are really yeah, I don't, I don't think that happened at all, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that never happened, but all right. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo breakdown, as we call it. <laughs> all right, we'll get back. We'll get right back. Let's see what old Scoop has to say. This segment of Barely Live brought to you by the Calabrese Brothers Animal Services. Yes, uh, when Sean Penn and his cronies down at the local county government can't catch your animal, rescue your cat, find your dog, call Gino and Luigi Calabrese. Calabrese Brothers. They'll do everything you need. If you need dog sitting. You hear that, Paul? Calabrese Brothers. Dog sitting. Yeah. <laughs> My God, I'm sorry. Unprofessional. So for all your animal services, Calabrese Brothers. They're on the phone book under Calabrese. What about the bull coon, Scoop? Oh, and the bull coons. God, that bull coon. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I heard it's... Will, Ab- Will Abbott did spit her an animal. Where it has it. Thanks, Scoop. And also brought to you by Calabrese Brother Cowling Repair. Bring all your boats right down the Calabrese Brothers. As soon as they catch that cat, they'll get right on that. Got to run to keep from hiding, and I'm bound to keep on riding. And I got one more silver dollar, and I'm not gonna let them catch me. No, not gonna let them catch the midnight rider. And I don't know the clothes I'm wearing. on forever And I got one more silver dollar And I'm not gonna let them catch me No, not gonna let them catch me Midnight Rider They're loving it They're loving it, River Horse River Horse on the six string. 
getting after it. There he is. Hitting that sex string. That little sex string. I like when you sit in with me. <laughs> I like it too. All right, I'm going to have to do that again on the next break. Let's do that. Uh, do it live! Let's do that. Uh, what was that Bon Jovi tune you were doing earlier? I sounded mighty fine, Paul. Well, that was fun. It was a good old time. River horse tearing them strings. Up. Oh, let's get those. My favorite video on. of you uh, singing <laughs> was, was uh, that video that Lawson sent me of some bar that had like a close. It looked like a closed circuit TV station <laughs> that <laughs> you're, you're doing karaoke. What was? It? Oh, here he comes. Here comes Johnny. He's coming back. He's just uh, here, right. He never oh, came. Oh, All right, River coming. Horse is gonna say he's River Horse Pocket. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we'll re-record this. He's got. He's got the microphone. Oh, perfect. Okay, here we go. Johnny, what the hell's going on? It's been a long time, brother. Yeah, Remember baby. me? Not really. <laughs> From the River Horse Pucket? I've kind of... I am Paul. He's I'm Paul's brother, Johnny. Illegitimate. I forgot, man. It's oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I would try to remember. It's, it's working on it. Big family, them Puckets. Uh, All right, Mr. Right. Puckett. All right, I'm trying to river, river, river. river Horse. River Horse. You sure it's me? Yeah, a lot of times, dude. <laughs> I forgot. Right. Right. Okay, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we got that. I love it. I love it. We have confused the shit out of that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, you're big my family. S- those puckets. He goes, "You sure as me?" At least he had the. <laughs> yeah, at least he had times. like the ability to yeah. say that. Like, I, I usually I thought he'd just give in and be like, "Okay." <laughs> he goes, "All right, Mister Bucket." <laughs> he's, make, he's making a call right now. Like, let's go back to old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He did. It looks like y'all kind of connected. You had a little yeah, pause, a moment, there, River Horse. A little moment. I'm looking forward to going back and listening to that. <laughs> I want to. I want to play some more guitar. You know what key I play in, Paul? B natural. God. <laughs> well, I didn't see that one coming. Let's get a little Bobby Keane to kind of get the thing going here in the there background. There we go. Now we're talking. Look, it's a goddamn baby. Toaster. No, All right, River Horse. Let's dive into River Horse Let's a little dive bit. In. Um. So, a writer, and just just a just a good looking guy with a solid mane of hair farm. Um, We're still talking about my hair. Yeah, we will for the next hour and a half, probably. Right. So, most people in the fly fishing world will probably know your work mainly from Fly Fish Journal. Yeah, I assume Flatfish Journal is my home team The beginning and end for my work For sure Which we love those guys We've had them On BS and on our show as well I wish we could have actually called them today That would have been a good kind of combo But they're hard to get a hold of They don't really like this whole type of media <laughs> My favorite's when um, um, Not Kofi but Duda Duda Steve He uh, texted Paul about access to social media And he was so confused Oh my god He thought he was texting Kopi Yeah It was amazing You'd have to see it So We talked Dude's got a hot tub In his backyard Does it work? Don't ask me how I know (laughs) Is it like actively working Or is it something he borrowed Three years ago Thinking one day He'd actually connect it He has pictures of it On his Facebook account (laughs) Does he really? No I don't Uh, It's hot I would hope it is I would hope it is So You got your 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 start And surf Uh 
writing for surf magazines. Yeah, I was a staff writer for Surfing Magazine out of California for many years, one of their few guys. And I guess my MO was to surf around the world alone in kind of third world places, a little rough, a little wild, a little rowdy, and had some ups and downs, some better days than others, but never dreamed in my life that I'd see all those waves and surf those places, so it was good. I never really dreamed anything other than Surviving seeing you come out of the shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even in the shower yet. But uh, uh-huh. when did you start doing that? Like, how did you get not just into certain... So you got into surfing. How did surfing become something that you actually turned into work and a career and started writing for surf magazines? Uh, probably early 20s. I mean, as a kid, we leave Texas every summer and run up to Oregon. Grandpa had a fishing cabin up in Oregon and... Just started out riding little skimboards and fishing for saltwater perch and eventually found my way to a surfboard. It was cold and sharky up there, but just started surfing and surfing. By the time I hit college age, I knew I needed to move to the ocean and I'd always written, started publishing stuff just after high school. So I wanted to branch into that and sent the first piece out to Eastern Surf Magazine and they just grabbed it and went from there. And I think at this point I'm nearing 200 publications in the last few years. So That's shit. awesome. I guess it's working out. I'd say so, for sure. And you've come home, like, full circle, like you consider Flyfish Journal kind of your home base as far as where your comfort zone is? It is. It is. It just kind of got to a point a few years ago where that's that's just all I wanted to write for was those guys. And I still do some surf and a lot of guitar stuff, but... Uh, fly fish journal I've been able to use fly fishing writing as a way to make sense of life and just fishing in general and such a small beautiful world and I mean like you know we're making fun of it but but coming over here to hang with you guys is just fantastic and too much fun and, and you know, I'm really thankful that you corrected some of my Texas grammar and taught me that <laughs> over in Charleston European is an action verb <laughs> 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 Uh, and gladiator is a complete sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I had a question. That re- oh, yeah. So music. So you dove into the music world and you still do as well. And you told me a few stories yesterday. We won't get into those. But, like, what's your most memorable person that you probably interviewed or dealt with as far as writing a story on that sticks out in your mind? Oh, my gosh. I mean, you mentioned quite a few yesterday, so... I mean, to pick one might... person... There were, you know, I did a long piece on the guy who taught Willie Nelson to play guitar. No and shit. Made Willie who he was. The guy's name was Paul Buskirk. And in that piece, I got to work with a lot of different artists and musicians and run out to Willie's ranch for a while. And Ray Benson, Asleep at the Wheel, and Johnny Gimble, old 40s Texas fiddle players. That's David, huge. David Grisman of... Uh, that California fame, the mandolin player. So there's so many cool people in just that one piece alone. It was fascinating to even take those trips and interview those guys and hang out. And, now, you uh, mentioned David Grisman as one of your most interesting people you've interviewed. Ours is David Grossman. It's <laughs> yeah, not really that great, but uh, that's about the biggest is, we get. You know. close, and, he's close a ri- and he's a writer, too. He's a writer, too. Doc Veed is a close second. Doc Veed, yes. Even in the midst of that piece, I ended up... Uh, he uh, taught me how to steal a beer. <laughs> ended up at a guy's place named Freddie Powers who was just fascinating lots of stories and he at one point had written three straight number one hits from Merle Haggard so it's cool to hear how that went down and Damn. play some music with him it's a lot of fun 
Yeah, absolutely. So that, and how long ago was that that article? Probably six years ago for the Fretboard Journal, which Jason Berlindi runs, and just just no, they're just amazing magazine and a, and a great friendship with that guy, and and also based out of Seattle near Flyfish Journal and Duda, and they all know each other, and Duda's written for them a little bit, but. I mean, there's just been so many adventures. I just never expected this stuff for my, you know, my life. I'm here. I am one day in New York City for a week with Twisted Sister, which was <laughs> beyond bizarre. Yeah, amazing. Little, How long ago was that? Oh, maybe five years ago. Are they still doing their thing? They're doing it. D. Snyder, baby. Golly. Let alone that they tried to take me for Mexican food in New York City, which there's a big discussion. I refused. I just said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to come from Texas and have Mexican food with Twisted Sister. Had you, were you wearing the makeup, too, when you went out to eat? I don't need it. <laughs> one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite things ever from Twisted Sister was like uh, from back in the 90s when they were uh, when D was in, in Congress, actually, um, arguing the case for musicians when they were doing the whole yeah. um, you know adult whatever on the having to put a the label rating, for yeah. like ratings Super and stuff right. and like language. and these yeah. congressmen are like talking down because he's twisted sister you know you don't expect him to be like an actual educated smart yeah. individual and he just like literally puts him like this that. bitch slaps him verbally now my favorite <laughs> now that was my second favorite my first favorite is when uh, Pee Wee interrupted his music video <laughs> on Pee Wee's Big yeah, Adventure you totally. that then? Yeah. did, did yeah. you say congress yes <laughs> I mean, the fact that they were in that movie is incredible. It is, yeah. and the it stage is. was moving. Remember, they yeah, they're on, he's on a car. Yeah, right. on a car head. So, <laughs> Twisted Sister, in New York, eating, not eating Mexican. We're joined up. We're joined up going to eat. Do you remember? I've done it. Some hipster Italian place where you know handlebar mustaches and skinny jeans and all that stuff. Ooh, Lawson, sounds like you fit in there. Where you order pasta, but you get one ravioli. <laughs> Yeah, yes. and, a, and a drizzle of sauce around the, the edge. The drizzle is what makes it. It's the presentation, Michael. <laughs> what, a twisted, presentation. what a twisted sister was trying to get him to go to like twisted taco. Like, come on, love us. Just, yeah. <laughs> come on, we'll get it for free. I bet. <laughs> oh man. So, what's the most randomest publication you've ever been in? I I don't even know. Because the reason I, I try to pick the uh, the finest stuff that I can get into and gotcha. work with those guys and. The, the reason I ask it because you always see the most randomest magazines. I might have even told you this before, but I'll tell River Horse. Because I went to a, a convenience store in this small town in Georgia, and there's a little Indian guy reading a magazine, and a single store owner magazine. Now, I don't know if it was for guys that only own one store <laughs> or, or if you're single guys. and you happen to be in the business of owning stores. What was the magazine called? Single Store Owner Magazine. Single Store Owner Magazine. magazine. I mean, uh, probably close to how we. I mean, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if it's for the single, the single businessman, or. Uh, or I guess there's an advantage. I guess you get a there's a little like convention every year for guys that just own, own one store. I would imagine. You think there's women out there saying, you know, I just want to marry a guy that just owns one store, <laughs> and we'll just I'll do nights. Well, River Horse, have you written for that magazine? No, I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Good. Then you're you're right where you need to be. Right where we want you. Right where we want you. (laughs) Um, So it's been a good ride, and you know, a lot of the stuff I write about is just I want to write about uh, adventures where I try to understand life and make sense of it. But the people I really care about, I like to put in those pieces, which is why I'm here doing that with you guys. And uh, near and dear to me are people like JT Van Zant, you know, one of my all-time best friends, and I know. just getting to getting to talk about life and, and how we figure it out. So, 
Well, I got, and I got a question. Like, so you travel around, you do a lot of a lot of writing and stuff. So, one thing I've always struggled with when I'm trying to write about something is do you do you ever go into a trip like when you came down here? Do you ever go into it with like a, a pre preconceived notion of what? you expect to get out of it or you just try to really shut all that out and just let it be what it's going to be you can't do that that's one of the few things i feel like i've learned in my life is you know you know how to have expectations you know you know and just let that path unfold before you and otherwise you can't be disappointed you keep an open mind you know things are going to happen if you're open to them so for sure no preconceived i did expect you know, Paul and I would be visiting uh, fine art museums, and <laughs> you know, I knew he was a, an artist. And getting real rowdy, as you said last yeah, night at dinner. You know, I did not see any grape upon <laughs> on the dinner table, so it was different. It wasn't as refined as I thought. It was He's a blue collar artist. It was raw, unkempt, and uh, <laughs> I will say. It's actually uh, expressionism art. Paul really just puts this whole scene on for when people go to That's right. It's, it's <laughs> he all, actually lives downtown. It's all like such a, a very huge nice act. Place. Yeah. 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 I want to look real rustic and just <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, a man He's of got a million dirt. dollar flat really, on King Street. Yeah. yeah. I want to appear like a dirt bag. Exactly. <laughs> An overweight, music-loving, artsy dirt bag. Well, let me ask you this. If you had to spend a year at one place and you couldn't go anywhere else within that year, where would that place be that you found that you just love? Everybody asks that kind of question. Shit. And, and, uh, I thought that was reading Where's well. the greatest place you've ever served? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I, such a funny question to answer. I mean, I'm such a proud Texas boy. I feel mm-hmm. like I could live on Texas coast and be there the rest of my life. I like to travel. I mean, even with our country, I just don't feel like you have to leave the U.S. to Agreed. have an unbelievable... Yeah series of adventures but I did do Africa for quite a few weeks and traveled from Mozambique to Cape of Good Hope and even years and years later I just can't believe the, the ups and downs of that trip and, and there was even a day when I came back to the rental truck and I had left one of the windows open to try to let it not get so hot and it was filled with baboons and they were stealing all kinds of oh, crap out of the truck so I'm in the middle of nowhere chasing baboons out of the truck <laughs> It's bad, it's bad enough to have an animal in your car, but no it's like them taking your like stuff. Like smart animals them taking that your steal stuff, stuff with their yes. opposable thumbs. Moments like that. And even on that trip, uh, I'd sit on cliffs, watch for sharks, see if it was okay to paddle out or not. But I paddled through a cave to get to a wave that I'd read about and got out there and there was eight-foot waves, emerald green waves, huge pot of dolphins showed up, surf with dolphins all day. Paddled back through the cave, and at that point, I'm just starved, but I'm delirious with joy. So hop in the truck to start driving along in Africa, and I just, I'm, I'm down to like three slices of bread. I don't know when the next town is, and I start smelling something delicious, and I just think, what in the world? See this little, you know, made-up wooden sign says, Chief's Cabin. And I go to the cabin, turn in there, it had to be some sort of Dutch guy that set up his own pool table, bar, and hamburger joint in the middle of the African coast. And he makes me a couple of cheeseburgers. What? <laughs> I would say, this is perhaps the greatest day ever. <laughs> That's amazing how you can have just little little gems of times like those in a, you know, a vast trip like that. That one little thing, that I'm sure tons of things stood out, but it's amazing how those little things can happen. See, it's amazing. I love River Horse from the minute I met him. But I can tell you this. How you're saying like everybody should can go out and experience. Over yeah, come a on. Bit, be a little further away. <laughs> but uh, how he's like everybody should get out and experience this stuff. It's like don't we? I know enough people that I know that can barely get in and out of their car without injuring themselves. Much less or, being by themselves yeah, on yeah, the exactly. African coast. Like I would never do that. That's just not. I'm not a, a solo operator like that. Like 
I don't know. I'm just not built for it. Uh, yeah, I need I need someone there with me to go through the bullshit and the failures. But, but hadn't you heard people? It's like, yeah, oh my god, I stubbed my finger. Three days later, how you doing? Oh, they might have to cut it off. You know, <laughs> yeah. what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. So it's been a, been a lot of incredible stuff. There's been some some tougher times. Some caught in the midst of getting robbed and carjackings and. Wrong place at the wrong time. We're not going to dwell on that and talk about it, but that's that just makes you appreciate the good stuff in life. But yeah, I think any trip though, then like the 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 bad shit, like over the years, all the trips I've taken, I think I tell more stories about the hard time on the trip and in a joking, lighthearted manner because you lived through it; it was all fine, mm-hmm. everything worked out. But I think you tell more stories about that, or at least I do. You know, and everybody's laughing, and you know the guys that are with you. Like that's the stuff I reminisce with with those guys. Like, hey, remember that time that the you know tire fell off going eighty on the highway? We had to trace it down into a ditch. You know that. Kind like of Jake shit. Ellington, he can tell oh, these God. stories for, for days. days. You need to write an article about Jake Ellington. <laughs> we we kind of told. You just call it snake bit. Yeah, the man <laughs> that can destroy anything. Or Trey Miller and Belize. Trey Miller and Belize. Bad th- bad timing. Lawson, I'm good for now. Lawson probably thinks we're related now. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Jake's stories on this show. I think. Even Jake here told the, some of the stories on the show. I think so. Uh, so, with all that in mind, you're leaving Friday for Mexico to go permit slash jack slash cuda fishing. Yes, Nook. My boys at Gordian Sons, who sent me out here to run wild with you guys, are gonna, they're going to take me down to Playa Blanca with them, which I'm endlessly grateful and thankful for. It's a, such a cool trip. I don't even feel like I'll believe it till I land there and... See it. That's the best way to be, though. Yeah. You believe it when you see like it. Like we said, no expectations. Yeah, man. We'll leave it when we survive another day on a Charleston skiff. It, <laughs> get to the airport to get home, <laughs> to reload the bag, and head to Mexico for eight days. Yeah. It really is a pain in the ass when you go on some, with somebody that has expectations. You know, oh, extreme yeah. expectations. Especially like, fishing. Oh, my God. Like All you got to do is charter for any length of time in any environment, and you can, you can have your lifetime <laughs> fill of that. I don't think this is a full queen. I don't think this is a full queen bed. It's like, my God, just, God, just get asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We've been pretty lucky not to have a whole lot of people like that. That You know, we're so... But it's amazing that you talk to these lodge owners and these people. You're like, do y'all have a lot of people like that? Oh, yeah. Usually they say there's at least one in every group every week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, we didn't see anything yesterday, and I had an absolute blast. I did feel like a potlucker for messing up the cowling on the engine, but I mean... It's even funnier now, and and no, how can you explain? You have a great day when you don't even catch any fish that you came across the country for. It was too much fun. Supper last night was incredible. Barbecue, nachos, and beers. So life is good, and it's it's how you keep an attitude on anything. I feel beyond blessed, but I I got a funny feeling this afternoon will be just as amusing. With these guys. oh yeah, oh yeah, and and definitely just endless maturity. <laughs> Lawson, what do you think he's going to learn from Alex? Alex's boat doesn't have a jack plate, so that won't be a problem this time. <laughs> no, I don't understand what you're inferring. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Alex is a good old boy. Good times. For sure. Um, all right, so you're going to Mexico this weekend. The plan is to catch whatever you can. You're not really f- so focused on permit. Just going to see what happens and go from there. I'm really not that guy, that fish of a lifetime kind of guy. I'm fascinated with huge, mean fish. I like big bass. and Even on the Fly Fish Journal Andros trips, I've kind of got a thing for barracuda and 
at night. I'd go down to the bridges, take a little half-hour walk with Kopi, and even convince Bart Bonin to come down. I like night fishing for kudos with big poppers, and it's just a blast to catch those, so... Kopi is a good guy to take a walk with. That's an interesting walk yeah. whenever you're walking. And you guys can compare hair tip care, like, you know. <laughs> totally. I've, I've, <laughs> I've slept on Kopi's kitchen floor many times. Don't tell me, but also soon. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Uh, so, Steve used to have uh, quite the little mane, too, didn't he? They cut yeah, off. He's got a Hemingway thing going on. <laughs> is he rocking, like, a beard now? A huge one. Oh, wow. And a banjo he's got. A band with a So we might not even recognize him in yeah. Florida next month. I've only met Steve once. I was like, he's one of those people that, like, as soon as I met him, I liked that guy. Yeah, like, he's you awesome. Just, you just sit there about two seconds every time you're like, I like this He guy. just constantly laughs. Yeah, like, he's everything kind of, yeah, always laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I like Oh, people. he was writing stuff down. We were at the arenas, and we're just throwing out southernisms and crap, you know, just shit we say all the time. And he's like, hold on a minute. He pull out a pad yeah, and pen. He'd, 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 write, all this down. he'd write this stuff down. I'm That's like, awesome. <laughs> and as far as Duda, you know, the many editors I work with, it just doesn't get any better than that. You know, I just really appreciate what he's done for my work. And it's just been so cool to work with him. He's just, he's just brilliant, some of the things he does. And, too many good. I think we got three stories up ahead for Flatfish Journal, and um, they're coming down to Texas in the fall, which is my birthday, and we're gonna try to do a little film about Texas, and I'm gonna turn 11. Nice. Woo. Thank you. We're gonna celebrate that. Make when are little, they coming down for that? When is that? It'll be in November, early November. Cool. We're gonna make a little redfish movie. We're gonna zoom over to. Austin, maybe CJT and Alvin do the Colorado River and see some music and barbecue, and so that's the. That plan. sounds like just a terrible week. That's, yeah, man, I'm, t- I'm yeah. sorry you have to go through that. We will see. <laughs> we will see if I kick them out of the house on the first day, or, or they behave themselves. So. <laughs> the old bungalow. So, you, are you joining them for iCast? I don't do any of that stuff. That's not really. It's not a good idea to take me to those places. <laughs> he likes to keep the mystery. Yeah. Of- yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. you can go to Disney World all day and we can pick you up and take that's you to the arena. That is a good point. You could just show up at 9 o'clock at night and just that enjoy arenas. the nightlife. Oh, arena. That's where it's at, man. It's a nightlife. Come on, man. Ain't no I good won't night. be there this year, so there'll be, be plenty of room for somebody to make a mess and I just lived piss the owners Disney off. Disney World seeing Paul come out of the shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you won't be there to tell me, Jake, small, small your friend, <laughs> when I, I say, who's, who's Jake? Uh, Jake? And you got mad. You're like, Jake who? I'm like... Jake, our friend, the guy that's been with us for eight All hours. All night. <laughs> the guy Jake. that did not want to go play uh, yeah. whirly ball. Yeah. You you know, know, play, the guy that's playing pool right now with a bunch of skinheads. <laughs> this year it's going to be Rick. Oh, Rick is Rick. going to be with us. I'm, I'm, Rick who? I really want to do a, a green Rick guy. Crawford. Green, or, yeah, old crawl dog. What? Sustainability, Rick. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's putting on a little presentation out there. Oh, so what did you say, sustainability? If you're listening... And you have a company out there that's going to be at ICAST. We're going to go and plug Rick. He's doing a presentation Friday morning for sustainability emerger strategies. That's you. That's the company. There you go. Go check it out. By the way, I'm just going through. I was trying to find some um, (coughs) funny names of companies that are going to be at ICAST this year. And I, I was I was going to write them down. I just came across this one. I just had to go ahead and just interrupt. Yeah, we did this last year. I like this little segment. Yeah, I like this segment. All right. You can look at this, Mike, and confirm it. Wong Dong Yong Hong Leisure Products. Wow. Wong Dong? Wong Dong Yong Hong. Yeah, that's exactly what it says. I, I can't pronounce it any better. River Horse, your Wong thoughts? Wong Dong Yong Hong. Have you heard of this company before? 
Wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. Oh yeah. Just say don't that's how it's long and don't There's a lot of these Asian ones, but some of them don't sound funny. They're just confusing. Which I think honestly the Chinese people walking around, you see them everywhere. They're literally there for no other purpose than to make hack like Chinese cheap copies of stuff. Like you can see them like looking at all the new products, just like taking notes. I'm like, in two weeks there'll be an exact copy of this coming out of somewhere in China that costs, you know, ten cents on the dollar. Here's a good one. Mafia Outdoors LLC. Oh God. So what do you think that is? Oh I hate it. Already hate it. Well, it just started under the Mafia Outdoors mafia. Company umbrella, Bass Mafia and Coastal Mafia. Ugh. It's most like most efficient and durable tackle management systems. I'm sure it it means cheesy T-shirts with way too much graphics on them, and and I'm sure a, a wrapped truck or something parked in there. That was crazy. Lots of Maltese crosses. There, ha- I don't know what Maltese crosses have to do with Mafia, but every time I see something Mafia fishing related, there's a Maltese cross. Involved. What was that guy that broke it down? Uh, I cast a couple years ago. He goes, everybody drives like eighty five thousand dollar trucks, no trailer hitch. Um, <laughs> he goes, a belt like a real nice ass belt. Oh, a lot of Crocs. Yeah. I oh, cast yeah. this. I, I cast, cast that. that. Yeah, lots um, of women, like scantily clad women, like just meat. It's like a meat store. You go down on, especially on the offshore side. Like you walk through there, it's like, are they selling the girls? Or are they selling reels? Like they went mean. and got the best cheesecake factory waitresses and got these girls in oh, bikinis. Yeah. And it's usually like more like inappropriate because it's like nothing but guys. But all of a sudden, it's like someone just walks up wearing nothing but bronzer and a tattoo. Yeah, and exactly. And tattoos. And <laughs> like, well, I'm glad Pat didn't see that email. Um, well, should we uh, take a little break? Come back. Uh, we got. River Horse is going to prank call Trout Fitters in Montana. That should be interesting. Let's do it. Uh, let's see what old Scoop has to say. And then uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk about Cuba a little bit as well. How about we play guitar again? We let's do that. We'll come back in with another. We're going to sing a song about uh, Cuba when we get back. Uh, uh, yeah, what are you going to uh, sing this time? I got one more silver dollar. <laughs> is Scoop ready? Scoop's ready. Okay. This edition of Belly Live brought to you by Single Star Owner Monthly Magazine. For all you lonely store owners out there that don't just have the time to go out to the, what is it, Paul? The pizza places you go to, the barbecues, and meet all the fine ladies over a couple drinks because you know why? You're working to support your family. Yes. We've all condensed it down to Single Star Owner Monthly Magazine. Check out our new publication coming out next year. Two store on a bi-monthly. <laughs> Back to you, boys. Thank you, Scoop. Fruity Pebbles in my Fruity Pebbles factory. Fruity Licious. And as soon as Fred makes them, I eat them. Fruity Licious. <laughs> Here comes more Fruity Pebbles, Bonnie. Boy, I can't resist fruity flavor. <laughs> What's so funny? Bonnie! What? You're eating up the Fruity Pebbles as fast as we make them. Oh, but Fred, post-Fruity Pebbles cereal's part of a balanced breakfast. Bonnie! <laughs> fruity Licious. Why, you never get a Fruity Loo. One, two, three. 
shack out on the green. You know what I'm talking about. Just letting me know if you want to go to that home out on green. They got a nice gals out there now. But have mercy. A haw, 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 haw. 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 Well, I hear it's fine if you got the time. Intend to get yourself in. And I hear it's tight almost every night. But now I might be mistaken. Oh Lord, have mercy. God, they're loving they're loving that fucking river horse. I mean, why wouldn't you? Paul Puckett and the Barely Live Orchestra. <laughs> oh, river horse. I'm so happy we got Guitar horse. Town playing. Thank you, River Horse. I wish you did that more podcast, like an old Dean Martin TV show. Like you interview a guest and you're like, all right, I'm gonna get up and sing a song real yeah, quick. That would, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> We should just fly him in every every time we record. Have a little mic right there. Just there you go. Just a band member. He's our band leader. Can I stay at a hotel this time? Hold on, I got. You can if you want. You, they got good couches on the hotels too. You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to stay here at the. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the lab. I feel like he just wants to get further and further away. We do have basic cable. We do. We do. It's exciting. I'm not a TV kind of guy. Yeah, he's on the TV guy, I found out. I we like also have a lively neighborhood at night, I think, yeah, that you might really of, get into. A lot of characters. Well, Johnny, the UPS guy, and I had a little chance, <laughs> yeah. and that was interesting. That was very interesting. I loved every second of it. Wait, you a pocket too? Anywho, all right, so do we want to use your phone, your computer for this call-in, or use mine? Might as well use yours. It's closer to okay. both of you guys. We're just going to go right out of the gate with this. So we're doing a prank call. He's taking the lead on this. Taking the lead. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let me see if I have mine even works right now. We're going to call Trout Fitters. Trout Fitters. Got Trout Fitters there. is where? Montana. It's outside of Bozeman. It is the greatest fly shop in Bozeman. Hands down, Justin King, Montana Trout Fitters. That's the crew. Coming to go ahead and is it near this. the Buffalo Jump Strip Club? Gonna go ahead and kill this music. All right. Oh, my, the number disappeared here. All right. Uh, one thing I will say about uh, Bozeman and gas stations have some of the best beer selection I've ever seen. They do. Moose Drool, it's one of my favorite beers out there. Moose Drool okay. is. Uh, it is gonna work. It's good. All righty. Okay. What's Michael doing? Michael had to take an emergency ner- male nurse phone call. Oh, okay. Well, should we just kind of get this going without him or wait for him? I'll just get it going without him. All right. You know what happens if I hit that space bar? It stops recording. Okay. All right, uh, River Horse, you kind of mentally prepare, prep for what you're going to be doing here? I don't need to do anything. Just dial the number. Let's do this. What you have to keep in mind is you got to speak through that mic and into the – so kind of use it all as one big thing so that people at home can hear you. All right, you ready? 
So the mic's on the computer, too? Yep. Yeah. Will that work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> little technical difficulties. I think Paul's got it working now. Let's see. Calling trout fitters outside Bozeman. Ooh, that sounds good. Chris. He's got to talk into this as much. Jake. Yeah, man, I gotta talk to you guys about a, a situation I had at Three Dollar Bill River yesterday with one of your guides that made me a little uncomfortable. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. You're at Three Dollar Bridge? Three Dollar Bill, I think it was. Anyway, the guide, I booked him to you guys, cost me a lot of money. He uh, was just kind of he liked to sit next to me. He asked me to sit next to him when he rode us around and asked, you know, talking about my waiters and pulled over the river and uh, set out some candles, lit some candles, had a nice blanket out, and he kept asking to check out my streamer. And I, it made me really uncomfortable. I mean, is that a normal procedure for you guys? I think there was some innuendo going on. Not cool, buddy. <laughs> Dude, no. nailed. You're on Flood Tide Live podcast. I guess you you didn't fall for it, did you? What's that? <laughs> you're on the you're on the Flood Tide Live podcast out of out of the Carolinas with Paul Bucket. I guess you didn't fall for the prank. Uh, I guess not, man. Sounds like it. Nerd voice now. Oh man. Oh well, it was worth a try. It was fun anyway. All right, how's the fishing up there? You guys doing good? Yeah, man, we're good. We're uh, we're starting to see a little uh, slow down and runoff here, so rivers are starting to green up a little bit. Got some salmon flies popping over on the big hole, and Lower Madison's feeling or fishing really well, so it's pretty good up here. Nice. We're gonna come up there and do a bunch of Tinkara videos. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> find, find a different fly shop to come to if you do that. That's right, buddy. How's Justin? Is he stressing out or is he behaving himself? Uh, he's doing well, man. Um, he's running around. We're pretty busy today, but I can grab him if you want to talk to him. Uh, no, just tell him we love him and and uh, he can he can hear the attempted prank call on the Flood Tide podcast at some point. We tried. I've pranked you guys too many times, haven't I? You have, yeah. No, I got your MO down now. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well. One of these days. All right, Jakester. You guys take All care. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Later. <laughs> See ya. All right. All right. I want to call him back. He took that well. I want to call the shop back and try to book that same guy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys got candles and blankets. Yeah. Can I can I book a half day with Uncle yeah. Touchy? Yeah. Cold, old cold hands. I, uh, I'm a boat ramp connoisseur, and I heard about this three dollar bill bridge. Can we do another one? That one didn't work. We got that was there. fine. That was that was it, dude. That was good. I want to do another one. That was good. I'll come back and do it again. We'll have a list. That was good though. I thought. Oh damn. I want to do. Eventually, I want to. I got. I got one. A good idea for one. We'll save it for later. Yeah, don't waste it. That was good though. That's oh. all. That's all we can get out of these guys. Yeah, you can yeah. tell that he was like super wanting to get off the phone. Like, yeah, the busy like day. right in the middle of time, like a blood knot or someone <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> well, they actually sound like regular people that are working as opposed to yeah. like the fish hawk. Where they're, yeah. they're, in the, they're in the middle of doing like a Mentos uh, Coca-Cola yeah. bottle prank. It's like, Ronnie, exactly. it's like Ronnie busy. Well, I got yeah. 10 guys. I'm good. This, guy, <laughs> this guy's in the middle of de- describing the difference between a dry fly and a nymph for the 19th time today to some tourists uh, yeah. from Chicago. Well, I think he took it well, though. You, you, I love how he goes, is this River Horse? <laughs> Blankets and candles. <laughs> I was starting to get a little uncomfortable. Starting to get a little uncomfortable. I was getting into it. Oh, oh okay. Sure. Oh, there you go. He is hey, a boat ramp connoisseur. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get a beer and we'll talk about Cuba. Does that work? Yeah, it works. Tell us about Cuba. What are we going to do while you're gone? Yeah, what are we going to do? Ten seconds, man. All right. Get after it. One. So I'm going to do my impersonation of Paul doing his Cuba trip thing. So we went to Cuba. Then we got on this van, and that took us to a boat. Then we fished. We did okay. Yeah, we caught a couple fish. Now I'm back. And uh, it's a Cuba trip. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you all learned something. He's a man of few words. Yeah. He paints all of his emotions. That's yeah. the problem. You know, he puts it all on ink and paint and Pencils. Now he's starting to use sharp objects there and carving single, metal, which is There wasn't a weird. single pizza delivery place there. I couldn't believe it. A painter. That wasn't abstract <laughs> what I saw in the shower this morning. <laughs> All right. Well, I can guarantee what it's not going to be. It's not going to be two and a half hours like Avery and Gary somehow pull off uh, talking about their trip <laughs> on After Dark. Well, they got to get Whoa, shots fired. Yeah. They got to get Come on, what else you got? It's not a shot. I just don't see uh, how they can talk about a trip for two and a half hours. It was amazing to me. If anything, it wasn't a shot. Well, one of them is a, magi- a magician, so we know that. That's true. It's Creep. all an illusion. He only talked for 20 minutes. You just yeah. felt like it's it. Like it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like moping around. Moping what? Wounded. Uh, hey, you can't win it. You can't win them all. Uh-oh. New Uh-oh. car. New player. New player. Oh, Jesus. There's no telling what this could be. It's a black car with chrome chrome mirrors. Oh, Lord. Who is it? I have no idea. We're going to have to stop. I'm just going to stop this, though, and pause it. No, are they coming to the door for real? Oh, that's Slaw Dog. Oh, he's coming out back. (laughs) It's like it's Slaw Dog. Well, he obviously knows the deal because he came to the back door. He wasn't trying to come in the front. That's how I knew it was him. He's like, oh, he went back door. (laughs) He has to be. He has to belong here if he goes back door. It's Lawson's brother. River Horse is going to go let him have it. (laughs) I can't wait to hear how this is going to go. River Horse seems defeated, though. He seems kind of sad or something. That he lost that battle. It's, it, you know, it happens. I didn't hear it, but I heard the tail end of it because it was I, good. I had I to answer phone it's calls. Really, it's, it's what it is. I mean, you can't win them all. Yeah, I had to answer phone calls about wedding stuff. It's not. Oh, that's thing. what that was. Yeah. So, um, it was yeah. Hotels call me back to Cuba. All right, let's start it. Well, River Horse can jump so in. Wait, are we gonna wait on River Horse or what? We well, I mean, can wait on River Horse jump forever. In. I mean. So, went with the Garrett Gordy crew out of Gordy and Sons crew out of Houston. All top notch dudes. I knew Baron, of course. I know Chance Baron and Garrett. Boy, yeah. I got to meet Dan Rooster Levens out of Stonefly Outfitters in Twin Bridges, Montana. So I'd never met him, and he was a ride. He was a good time, fun guy to hang out with. And uh, and then Eldridge Hardy went out of Colorado, another artist. Yeah. So we went, and Eldridge is still in search of his first tarpon. Still, so I mean, you know, the emphasis was on tarpon. So we get we get to uh, one historical note: you and Eldridge fish for tarpon in the Keys yeah. together already, uh-huh. and, and he yeah. didn't have any luck down there. Of course, I don't yeah. think anybody really it was did. Just, yeah, no. Uh-uh. So you know, you think you go to Cuba, and it's like not quite cake, but you just have a pretty good. You're at least expecting dumb fish it. when you find them. Yeah, and they were there. That's yeah. what 
they were anyway. I'll get to that. So, um, first night in Havana, and Jim Klug is there with his half of the group out of Yellow Dog and a couple, a lot of guys that we had we got to meet that that we didn't. Uh, okay, let me turn this other music off. <laughs> you know, for the for down. the Cuba trip. Touch, yeah, it's perfect. So, uh, we get in the hotel. We had dinner reservations. I think at eight. And we go to this this restaurant in Cuba. It's awesome. It's like. You had to work out before you even got there. It was like on the fourth floor of this this building, and then uh, and so was it a Mexican restaurant or a Cuban restaurant? It's Cuban. <laughs> they spoke Spanish. Wait, there's no Mexicans though. So Mexican? There might have been some Mexicans there. It sounds like a Mexican restaurant. And so, uh, <laughs> see, that's so, why uh, the music's so loud in Mexico. So we restaurants. get up there. And I forgot what I ate. It's whatever. How so. do you forget what you <laughs> ate? <laughs> you're in Havana. Like you, did you eat? Well, wait, wait, let's. Re- if you're in Des Moines, to understand. I'm, I'm going I'm to repurpose this question. Did you forget what you ate, or did you just not I eat forgot. something I've Cuban? Forgotten. Did I've you for- eat something like Cuban fare, or did you just? It was like rice and fish. It was like rice and some sort of fish. It was okay. like what? Honestly, it was exactly pretty much what we ate every night on the boat. So it didn't really stand out. Now that I look back on it, I would have got a Cubano sandwich. No, I, I didn't have it. There wasn't. I didn't have a single Cuban. I had one in the hotel the last. Do you look back on a lot? Of your meals? No, <laughs> not really. I just get in and get out. So, uh, so we had dinner, and then Jim started. We were going to go to this other bar called Bat- Don Congrejo. Mashed potatoes. It was a music. All I wanted to see was Cuban live music. That's what I wanted to see. So he was like, "We're going to this place called Don Congrejo. The music starts. The music. Is that the gray donkey? Was it? Yeah, I don't know. So the music didn't even start till midnight." Our bus left at 3 a.m. from the hotel, so we had to be on a bus at 3 a.m. or you did not get to go fishing, basically. So, uh, so <laughs> we. So okay, my. Now I had a ten dollar bet with Paul before we did this. I said you will. If this you is why my stories this- are so short. <laughs> He's gonna do this six hour bus ride. And I, thought, I get, bet you ten dollars. There's gonna be a chicken on this bus. Mm-hmm. Had to be because you're to Cuba. There's one yeah, chicken exactly. at least. How else are you moving chickens around? Yeah, they can't walk that far. <laughs> no. They got tiny little legs. Crazy. I mean, they can no. cross roads, yeah. but they don't walk no. down roads. Exactly. <laughs> they don't navigate. Okay. <laughs> so, Don Congrejo, we get there. About eleven, gray donkey. About eleven thirty, we got there. We got a table in the very back. Some guys went ahead of time to get our table because he says. Now is that because they wouldn't let you sit up front because you're American? No, just by the time we got there, the last tables were in the back. Gotcha. Well, in the back is this rope where you're kind of roped off from part of the public, and you can you can step over the rope and be in the, those people, but those people don't have tables. Those people are all prostitutes. Nice. <laughs> and it's it's about a hundred and fifty prostitutes. They cool looking guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're all very top. Of, they're all very top good. of the line. Top they are. The they are, man. Like they are all very Best good looking. Wang Bluetooth. And, yeah, Bluetooth in here. You guys are killing me. So <laughs> they're all very good looking girls. The thing is, they're not allowed to come over the rope unless you point them and point them over to your table. Give them the old finger wave. Yeah. So they're just sitting there. If That's you kind of the way I do things in Beaufort. So you, know, like, you can come over now. You know how you typically like look at someone. You know how you typically approach. look at yeah. someone and they'll like kind of like they won't like make eye contact with you if you yes. look like a stranger yes. or a girl. Yes. Or something. Not these. You look at these <laughs> and they're like they'll turn you to stone. They're looking at you because they want to get pointed over. And 
they have that body. So it like one of them blowjob eyes. One in the morning is when they're allowed to come over the rope on their own without you pointing them over. They have like a time limit set up where they can come <laughs> is there, over. Is there a big buzzer at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. That's a uh, that's how it works. I bet it's one of those soccer rules where you really don't know the clock that it ends, but you really don't know how much extra time there is until it's like, all right, that's it. Yeah, we gave you five more minutes. Well, so <laughs> they'd come over about one a.m. start talking to us and start doing that whole like strip lounge bullshit where they sit on, they want to sit in your lap and they want to like talk to you and find out who you are. You watch Family Guy. <laughs> all that shit. So one girl goes, Will "You be my companion tonight," <laughs> like that, and then. And if you want to get rid of fifty bucks, you can go be their companion tonight. Is yeah. how it works there. But it's uh, more than fifty bucks. I'm just as a medical professional, it costs a lot more than no, the no. treat chlamydia. You're going to come home <laughs> with some sort of uh, souvenir. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I left about two a.m. with Garrett and Jim. We went back to the hotel because the trains, the trust, the tra- tra- the, the bus is leaving at three a.m. And the rest of the group got there about 2.45 just in time to get their bags or on a bus, and everyone just conks out. So now, did you get best... to see your live music? No. Still haven't yet. They, they play after the prostitution They, they start playing about 2.45 is when supposedly they started playing when everyone was leaving. So, so was anything going on while the prostitutes were just standing there? A is DJ. It... DJ. Hmm. So we get on the bus, six-hour bus ride. And uh, we're with some other people that are going to be going to other adventures like other motherships and scuba diving. So the front half of the bus was people that got picked up at a different hotel. Okay. And we get on there smelling like alcohol and hangover. And everyone in our group, goes, everyone in our group goes straight to sleep. Like we didn't. We went straight to bed. Did anybody take a companion with them on the bus? No. <laughs> nothing I know of. <laughs> and uh, River Horse. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, he is like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and they do these classic stops. Like they did like three stops where they stop at little cafes and places that they know yes, those people. Yeah. So we'll yeah. get off and yes, spend a bunch yeah. of money. What's well, an inside yeah. job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's your sub story? Sub story. That's a great sub story. Yeah, we went to um, on a cruise. We went to uh, Israel and Turkey and mm-hmm. Syria and all that. Not Syria well, on the border. Of Syria. We're in Turkey. And they take us, oh, we're just going to make this one stop. They pull us in this gated compound, and it's nothing but this huge jewelry store. And, like, the cheapest thing in there was, like, 15 grand for a gold, gold necklace or something like that. Wow. And we had to sit there and wait an hour while people were hassling us the whole time. Uh, it's such a beatdown. It Ugh. is. Such a beatdown. So we went, and they have <laughs> that kind one of place that is, like, a sandwich place, and one place that's, like, a drink place, like a pina colada place. Ooh, pina like, colada. So anyway, we finally get to the port. You get on the boat, and of course, there's two guys that are going on a different mothership that lost all their bags. So they're asking for anything from underwear to shorts to socks to flats boots to flies. Asking you? I gave him a pair of underwear, and I hand it to him. I go, "It's washed." That's like touching D's with another man. Like you don't. They were autograph it. They were so appreciative of it too, man. Like he's like, "Thanks so much, man. We don't have anything." So (laughs) I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's why I travel on the plane with my rods and reels and flies. Yeah, I never check my rods. I'll be fine without underwear. I'll be fine. I've got one change of clothes, one clean pair of underwear, and the rest of my stuff is reels, flies, rods, like in the plane with me. You got to have some clothes go under the plane. What if you lost your underwear? I'll be fine. I'll get by. (laughs) Just borrow borrow all the underwear. I'll borrow some underwear. Go commando. So it felt bad for those dudes, and they came back like, a day later to ask for some more flies from everyone else because I was the only one I felt that was actually giving these guys something and finally I'm like Chance do you have some flies and of course Chance came down and gave me some flies so 
This mothership's real cool. It's three stories. Now, was the boat that you got on that everybody, you know, had to know their stuff? Was that a boat ride to the mothership, or did no, you get picked the, up by the mothership? By the mothership. Okay. There's like three different motherships. Okay. It depends on which one you're on, and you get on the one you need. So, you know, they're already serving beers, and it's like a four-hour boat trip to where you're What time is station. this? They're serving beers. One o'clock. So we got out there about well, noon. Okay. We got out there at like four or five. And then we had an hour to actually get out and fish. We first fished the first day. Someone caught their first tarpon ever. There you go. Yeah. And great setup. Meals were really good. Had a lot of fun. Good little social areas. Everyone's hanging out on the back of the boat, drinking beer, telling the stories and everything. So the first day, Elle's fishing with a uh, guy named Greg. And uh, Elle gets back. I'm just waiting to hear that Elle caught that first tarpon. You know, that's all I wanted to hear. Who? Eldridge. Eldridge. Oh, you saying like you say like L-E-L. L-E-L. So he gets off the boat, and he's the last boat in. And we had heard, too, earlier in the day that someone caught a permit. So Dan gets back, and we're like, Grand Slam, got it. So we're like, that's the permit. Okay. Dan, and he's a permit guy. Like, that's all he fishes for when he goes, I think, where you're going to. I think that's where he goes to a lot. Um, so L gets back. I'm like, what's the deal? What happened? And he gets off, and he goes, did you hear yet? I go, no. He goes, well, I caught a bonefish. I jumped a tarpon. And I caught a 25-pound permit. Nice. And he didn't, I go, that's awesome. He goes, that's my first permit. He never even told me before he'd never caught a permit. <laughs> what? So he was uh, looking for his first permit and his first And that's a monster. And caught a 25-pound permit on the first day. Yeah, that's a toad, man. Oh, man. It was it was awesome. Uh, so without going into detail daily, basically the difference between, like, fishing the Keys and fishing anywhere else for tarpon. You're seeing, like, they didn't have the amount of fish in there that they typically wanted to say that's in there. There weren't, like, huge highways and avenues of tarpon. There were groups of 10 to 20, all 30 to 50 pound. Every now and then you'd see, like, an 80-pound fish in that group every now and then. One of the guys caught about 120-pound fish. But the difference is, instead of in the Keys, like, you might have one fish lean off and look at the fly, maybe even follow it, maybe even eat it. These fish are like a cat chasing like a yarn ball. Four fish come off and fight over the fly. So sometimes you don't even get the hookup because they're all kind of rolling on the fly. So at the end of the day, every boat that I was on, we probably jumped anywhere from four to, you'd jump anywhere from four to eight fish a day. Now, is this a place that had like huge flats or is it more kind of a drop off like Puerto Rico it's is where deep. it gets real deep? It's, it's both. Wait. Like you'd be right on the edge of a flat. You'd be right on that <clears> drop off <throat> where it gets down to four to five feet. So like snook are kind of non-existent down there? Yeah, there's no snook because they don't have a lot of freshwater estuary stuff going what on. What about redfish? Can any no come from the tip? No reds. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Um, I wouldn't expect that. So... <laughs> Anyway, in that well, at the bottom of the keys, just asking. In that, hell, who knows what's in Cuba? Apparently, yeah, that's true. in that case, the main There's difference companions down there. The main difference between like a, a decent day in Cuba and a great day in the keys is that the fish come off and fuck. They want to eat the. You shit don't out count of that leans in no, Cuba. It's either eats or there was one. Da- <laughs> Except with the companions, there was one. <laughs> just lean over. There was one daisy chain of fish that I casted to. None of them even looked at it. It was crazy like it just boggled my mind that you could have all these fish that want nothing but the fly but these fish didn't even didn't even look at it <laughs> paul is paul has effectively put our boy to sleep over here river horses yeah. down. down this is why i don't tell fishing stories <laughs> so at the end of the day um and the permit fishing was awesome we didn't catch one but i saw more permit in two half days of permit than i've seen in a week at some places so yeah. are the cuban people like mesmerized by you they like, so the last ginger the ginger, last give you day a name. 
the last day when I was leaving. El Rojo Wapo. <laughs> <laughs> That's big red for those that aren't following. <laughs> he is the he is the infamous El Rojo. Infamous. <laughs> infamous. El Wapo. El Wapo Rojo. Yeah. So the last day, Gringo. I, we, our bus was leaving to the airport at 8.45 a.m., so I got up at 7 to do some kind of sunrise pictures in Havana. I probably didn't even leave more than like a block away from the hotel because I got just messed with every turn I took. Oh, you American? Because I had a, my camera with me. I've, you know, you I've were got wearing a, a neon sign yeah, that so said, I'm American. I got messed with. <laughs> it was called his hair. <laughs> I got I got messed with every turn, man. It started kind of putting me off a little bit. I was kind of like, this is kind of frustrating because I might eventually meet someone that really wants some money. Like yeah. they were all asking for money, wanting them to give me two jokes on Dana. you. Yeah, so I was able to, for about twenty minutes take some pretty cool pictures of some of the buildings in the area and what have you. And we got out of there. I got out of there clean. We got a couple guys that got messed with for anywhere from four to ten hours at the airport Jeez. because of certain things they had with them. Uh, and that's going in and leaving. Like, you like know, are you talking about like things you shouldn't have brought? Sat phones, oh. major problem. They don't like sat phones. Why? They just don't like anything with the word satellite in They're it. They're more of an ACT fan. Yeah. Mm. So people got messed with coming in with sat phones and leaving with sat phones. Even leaving, like they they weren't digging in. I had a buddy leaving Costa Rica one time, and they made him take. He had a fly reel with him in his bag, which I travel with my fly reels all the time. And he had one of the, they were um, sail fishing in Costa Rica, so he had one of the big Tibor Pacifics, you know, with mm-hmm. the gel spun backing, and those things will hold a thousand yards of gel spun on top of your fly line. So you're talking ten cents a yard. It's a hundred dollars a backing, and then another hundred dollars in fly line. So you got two hundred dollars in line, and they would not let him clear security with the line on the reel. I've heard of that. They made him strip too. it into the trash can. You know why? Or he had to leave the reel. That was his only two options. That's a thousand dollar reel and a thousand, you know, another two hundred dollars. So he had to strip two hundred dollars into a garbage it's can. Because if you wanted to, you could trip both rows on the airplane <laughs> when going up. Totally. Total mess. It was ridiculous. Remember if you had any flying difficulties with certain gear that did or didn't happen? Well, when I was coming over here through airport security with the fart machine, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> That didn't go over so well. Trump's America. Nine volt batteries. Thing with a remote control and a switch. Yeah. Oh, uh, I could see that. Yeah, like a little, a small electronic device with a remote control could probably raise some eyebrows on an airplane. I have had some excitement in customs. I wrote a piece for Flyfish Journal. It's coming back from the Bahamas called Strange Customs. You can find that in there, and that pretty much says it all. I had Warren Duda and Kopi and Bart to get out of the way. It was about to go down, and sure enough, I got pulled and. Was there for a long time. You were the only one pulled out of everyone? The only one. <laughs> well, what happened? Let's hear about the strip search. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh, man. In, uh, in El Salvador, you come through El Salvador and they've got a stoplight. You push a little button and it's either green or red. I went to El Salvador seven different times and I got the red light every time I stepped Jeez. on it. Nobody get it. And I finally looked at the guy and said, you got to switch under the table, don't you? And he just started laughing. Busted. They do that in Mexico too, down in Cancun. I get nailed on that. They about. never. I'm. I mean, I've been to the Bahamas a million times. I've never been messed with in Europe. They didn't mess with me. They did check my fly rod coming back from Europe. I had like they made me take the thing out of the rod tube, out of the sock. Like I had to lay it all out, let them look at all the pieces, and then put it all back in. But like that's the only time I've ever like most time they just like right, go on, you're fine, whatever. So is this a deal for my Mexico trip? 
Friday? I mean, do I? I'm, There's a red and a green light thing. I know, but I mean, as far as the fly reels. And, I, I, that's the only time I've ever heard it, and that was Costa Rica, not Mexico. I used to hear about it a lot going to the Bahamas. I heard about people mess, getting messed with fly line. Well, most of my flights to the Bahamas have been like either private, like small private planes or like private. Or small. Uh, well, you can charter them for not that much money. We're not talking like a jet. We're talking like a, you know, little tiny planes. But like, I've flown in commercial <laughs> once or twice, and they never mess. Like, I think it's just there with fly reels. It's it's such a common thing because so many people go like they see them all the time. So not as picky in the Bahamas, but Me- and Mexico should be the same thing. If you're flying to Cancun, or if you're flying to one of the places that's popular for that, they see that shit two you know twenty times a day. Like it's not going to surprise them to see a fly reel in your bag. The only thing I've seen that go down in Mexico is Porter twice pliers. So like, uh, dude, didn't you learn last year? They almost got me for pliers in Miami. Some, thankfully, some guy goes, they're fishing pliers. Let him go. Oh, really? Oh, I've, I've had guys was in some trouble. some band stalls that were about to go. Well, they wanted them to go in the trash. It was going to go in my rental car mm-hmm. on the way back home. But I've had some guys get in trouble for flies. I've never gotten in trouble for them, but because they're sharp, pointy things. like I've had some guys tell me that. Bonefish flies I always pack in my bag. Anything bigger than that, I usually put in my check just because it's you know a larger hook. It's scarier yeah. looking. Yeah. But if they pull out a bonefish fly, you're like, oh, what are you going to do? Like prick somebody to death? Like there's nothing you could do. I've always it. found you get through. Secu- <laughs> I've always That's found that she you, said. You get, I've always found that you get through security pretty easily if you just look dead inside. God. Go all that. Just. Just kind of. Oh, when God. I was leaving Cuba, there's I nothing walked- worse than me in an airport line with no shoes on. Uh, holding my shoes. Uh, when I walked up to the, the security where you take everything on the tray and all that, I walked up, put everything on there, and these two girls that were whispering to each other, the ones that worked there, oh, and they have fishnet stockings, the girls that work nice. at the uh, security in Cuba. Just uh, so you know. Were they behind the rope? No, maybe. Maybe yeah. at night. Um, so they started looking at me and laughing. I had <laughs> taken everything off. They were laughing and kind of looking at my face. I'm like, what, what's going on? And then finally I realized that I had a big old... Uh, Big old like cuda fly or tarpon fly on my hook, my hat that I kind of yeah. forgot about. They were kind of freaked out about it. like what is that? Like, yeah. and I go, oh shit! So I took it off and threw it in the trash. They're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I always I think one day I'm gonna get smart. Like when I travel, yeah. I almost always yeah. wear shoes for some reason, like actual shoes. Well, like when I go to the Bahamas, I always well when I Flip go to the Bahamas, I always wear my wading boots. My oh, so you don't because I don't have to pack them and I don't have to worry about getting lost. Now when I return, I I put them in a, like a trash bag and shove them down in my bag. But on the way in, I don't want to be in it's the Bahamas without down. my thing. So I'm wearing those and like I always have a belt. Like I always forget to not wear a belt. So I have to, like I'm standing there for like ten minutes un- unlacing shoes and taking belts. And every time oh I'm like, you fucking asshole! Like you've done this before. This is not your first. Every time. Every time I'm fully like, I might I have, as well just like put a bunch of metal stuff on me too while I'm at it. I have traveled in pajamas before, <laughs> just so I don't have to deal with that. That's what's gonna. Pajamas? I need to like just flip flops yeah. and sweatpants and just. I've been on a big t-shirt, pair of uh, pajama pants, and my sandals. <laughs> All I had to do is take my sandals off, man. It's easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy, lemon yeah. squeezy. Uh, just like that. That's lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So at the end of the day. Cuba was awesome. I enjoyed it, and I got, I'm glad I got an in before uh, what just happened recently. So give us some basic uh, things, though. How, how did that affect that now? I don't have any clue. Uh, I know that I went on the person-to-person visa, which is exactly what Trump got rid of. Uh-huh. So I think they're back to the only way you can go is for, like, church groups, missionary trips. Uh, which I don't understand. Research it. trips. Like, BTT can still go in groups I don't understand the politics of it, man. Like, what's, I understand. What does Cuba... What threat does Cuba he, have? He's though? trying to just get it towards a democratic... Uh, 
state where people aren't re- oppressed. But anymore. we can travel to about a thousand, or not a thousand, but we can travel to a couple hundred other countries that are not democratic states. I guess all day, every day, with no questions asked. I guess because they're our direct neighbor, and he wants people. Because there's, uh, there's so a many big, there's, a, there's so there's many a lot Cubans of in America. Answers that our podcast is really not made. Yeah, for I get it. Uh, I just Trump, makes Trump, it's out of control. He, he built a wall around me down in Texas. <laughs> Uh, Just around you, around like you. around your you property. Were, you were like, able to get here. Sounds like a Bill Brasky story. <laughs> the night before I was trying to come over here, he built a wall around me. And fortunately, I had a $2 shovel from Walmart, so I just went right under it. Oh, I'm, here. I'm here now. It cost him $68 billion, so I hope it's taxpayer money. Yeah. Lordy. Well, all right. Well, we got a tide to catch, boys. We better get this thing on the road. Yeah. We got going um, are you serious? Are we actually going to go catch some fish? Uh, do we want to do... 215. For all you people on the radio. Do we just want fi- to fi- finish this segment be done with it? Kind of short and sweet? Yeah, man. Or do you want to take one more break and get back for a little five-minute capper? We can cap it. Let's do that. Let's take a breather, come back. We'll cap it off properly so we're not Say just short-stroking this thing. Let's Say hi to Slaw Dog. Yeah. Um, we got that much time. I just I got to go get my boat ready and everything, so we got to get moving. Scoop down for one more. I don't think Scoop's got one, but maybe he'll vote one uh, at the very end. Okay. Well, I don't know what to do now. He's out there with Slow Dog. Messes everything up. Do a little commercial and we'll scroll. Okay. All right, River Horse, pick up that, pick up that uh, guitar. It's raining, man. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get it coming back. Here's my commercial. Not a long time ago, a very extraordinary ice was invented. It was cold and cherry and very magical because when you poured water on it it fizzed and grew into a soft drink so thick and cold you had to eat it with a spoon and like nothing the world has ever known before when you ate it wild and wonderful things ran up and down in and out and all over inside you and that's why today in honor that very extraordinary experience. We call this soft drink, you eat with a spoon, chills and thrills. Bueno, la problema es mi amigo Chauncey Arbroath. Creo que una mosca está bien con un suelo muy grande. Yo dice que es no bueno porque el anzuelo está abajo de la... Rooster, rooster, sorry to cut you off. Tell me about your bead chain uh, necklace. Mira, yo tengo un bling. And... Yo tengo un bling. Petera, petera, petera. Bling. Yo tengo bling. Averon de pesca fucker. Chance, we'll get to you in a little bit, please. So yeah. uh, we're talking to Rooster right now. Ask me momento, Johnson. <laughs> please sign up, sign it off. Say goodbye to the people. Buenas noches, todos los americanos, y mexicanos, y cubanos. speaks pretty good Spanish. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's got it down. It sounds like uh, Cuba has the same problem we do, we do of uh, shitty country music. 
<laughs> it's rampant. It's just uh, everywhere. It's spread everywhere. All right, what we got? Uh, well, we're going to kind of say goodbye, and thanks to uh, River Horse for being here. We're going to do one quick social media theater. We're going to end this thing kind of quickly. We got flood tides to get on. Michael's yeah, got to get back. And we get actually us. got a fish for a change. Like, none of us are just Over hanging ready. around getting drunk and talking about fishing. We're actually going. So Quiero we got pescar, vato. Quiero pescar. Quiero una pesca muy grande. El pesca rojo. Dámelo. See? Exactly. More Spanish. Are you, we are you, are you fluent in Spanish? Can you rock it pretty well? Si, puedo hablar la lengua. ¿Qué quieres, vato? Okay. I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds, he said, it sounds yes, right. I speak fluent Spanish. Vato. Look, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> All right, what, uh, what, in what dialect should I say this? Social media theater. We go. We've Chili uh, Wong. <laughs> Chili Wong. <laughs> okay, it's political. Of course mm. it is. He went off on this. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to think how I should say it. Are we going to do the intro? Or say it in English. Oh, yes. yes. English would be best. Ah, uh, okay. I've kept long enough, and I'm sure no, this will no, come. No, no, no. We're not going to do it. In no Asian? No Asian. No. Asian. Should I just read it? Just read it. You could go. Go. Come yeah. on. Dramatic. Okay. Action. I've, oh, That's better. Soap opera. Okay. Action. Okay. I've kept long enough, and I'm sure this will cause a stir. Mm. But here we go. Listen. Just because you have a 4 by 4 truck, a Yeti hat, cowboy boots, and a pair of Carhartt pants, and a profile pic of you holding a fish... Or a deer does not make you a man. The modern age man is a bunch of Pop-Tarts, hard on the outside but soft in the middle. A real man leads his family, fears God, has and shows respect for women, children, and all people no matter how different they are. Heck, you can't even flirt with a girl anymore without her thinking you're thirsty. Snaps. You're killing it for the rest of us who were raised right. I've never in my entire life witnessed so much hatred as we have right now. Listen, I voted, and I promise you, there was no KGB standing outside the booth with a gun to my head, making sure I voted for Trump, but you better believe I did. I also never voted for Barack Obama. However, I supported him because he was my commander-in-chief. I also didn't put a mask on like a coward and go rioting, nor did I put a vagina on my head and go protesting women's rights. Parentheses, which was an insult to women, by the way. Unparentheses. Through the streets, yet I have much respect for women. Look, there's nothing wrong with you voting Democrat. And if I were to tell you there was a hypocrite to what I'm preaching because this country was founded on democracy, not entitlement. The only one who rigged this election is the Lord all God Almighty, so quit being a crybaby or a snowflake and support your new commander-in-chief and let him do his job. You are only hurting yourself and our country by doing otherwise. Look, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, for we all have our faults, but I would never say something behind someone's back that I wouldn't say to their face and anyone who really knows me that I'd go against a tank with a shank to achieve my dreams and help the underdog without harming others. That's my word. And scene. I've heard of bringing a knife to a gunfight, but a knife to a tank fight, that's just stupid. I think it was a shank, <laughs> shank to a tank fight. It's not even a real knife. It's like a sharpened toothbrush. I want to go where these tank fights are. <laughs> All right, Will, you want to do some replies? <laughs> I wouldn't um, vote for any of them. Let me see. Um, I'll do a couple replies. 
<laughs> oh, insert hater or support comments and unfollow button. Y'all have a great you night. God on? bless America. I have several amens. I have someone. I like Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Uh, you had to have a pop tart comment in there for sure, and pop tarts are delicious, by the way. They are. Yes, sir. I agree, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Mm-hmm. They are pop tarts, by the way. This is your pal. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with these guys? These are every every one of these guys. It's a cry for help. I <laughs> know. Oh, oh, no. It ain't right. Oh, this is amazing. Well, anyway, that's social media theater. Who we did it? it. Look at this. No the names. Guy, the guy's handle is basket of sex. No names. <laughs> oh well, you can say one name. <laughs> you can say that. It's basket of sex. He's a good guy. Went fishing with him. <laughs> he brought out blankets and cameras. <laughs> so that was a that was a little social media theater. All right. Um, all right. Well, I call that a success. Mike, we didn't talk about Buffalo yet, but it's we'll, all right. We, we'll I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that eventful, but we can talk about Buffalo. It's in New yet. York. That's all we need to know. It was cold. It rained. I caught a fish. That's it. That's all right. Reverse, you got any last thoughts, buddy? Thanks so much for having me. Is your mic even on? Yeah, it's on. It's on. It's on, Paul. I can't hear it. Okay. Are you deaf? That's why. Yeah, well, glad you could be here for it. Let's go out and catch a fishy fish. All right, you got boy. it. Well, as they say, the tide waits for no man. Let's go fish. Maybe we can start getting like a segment. Every Unless you're basket of sex. <laughs> can we start getting like a segment where we call River Horse just and just get one sentence from him? Yes. Like a I thought. I think that needs to be done. Talk to my agent about that. We'll we'll, we'll be, yeah, have your people call his people. Well, we That's decided we're, we're your agents Try. now. I think we talked about that earlier. Um, union. Oh, I just called myself. It's confirmed. Okay. <laughs> get a coffee break every 10 minutes. Thanks, everyone. All right. Hey, thank y'all. Queso's out of town, so. Yeah, he's. Well, I don't even know where he is. Who knows? He's probably dead somewhere, really. Or dying. Or dying. We're all slowly dying. Bye. So, is there going to be any fish caught, you think? Fish? Come on. Yes, there will be. Okay. Well, just to get you pumped up. This is usually where we bash Larry, but we're going to bail on that this time. I got you. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. Larry, your hair sucks, and I think you're gay. There's that work. I have one last comment for you, Paul. Just to get you pumped up. Oh, River Horse, you love it. I love it. Is he a, magi- a magician? He's a magician. Super Creepy magician. He's also a cop. Get down, get down, get down, y'all. I'm sorry, Larry. You know I love you. Cowboy football. Thank you, Will. This gets me excited. Are we done? We're done. That was it. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah.